0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The dream is made real. Ricky
1: hop the world. How do you like it?
0: How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over.
2: Back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, and this episode today is completely different from what we've done before because I'm actually going to be joined today by Chris Wardrobe, who you may remember from coming on our show and doing some big fight previews and reactions previously in the last 12 months. But Chris has also been doing a lot of things behind the scenes because of his involvement in boxing, and one of the most recent significant things that has changed with Chris is his move into another organisation in the UK known as the British and Irish Boxing Authority. So this episode is all about letting to know who the British and Irish Boxing Authority are, and Chris is a huge representative of what they do, and... Chris you're coming on the show really just to kind of give people an education about what they do and and the differences that maybe people are not used to hearing and seeing from the other organization that is out there and this is really a a good informative episode for people that maybe don't know what they do but have heard of them or maybe they've heard negative things about them and and kind of I feel like bringing you onto the show is a way of kind of exposing what they do in a positive way and, and what their aspirations and goals are for the sport of boxing. Yeah, no, thanks Sean and, and and thanks for the invite.
1: As you say, it's been a while since I've been on, so when we were talking offline, it was it was good for you to actually give us a platform to to talk about what we refer to lovingly as Biba, the British and Irish Boxing Authority. It, it's one of these names, Biba, which you know most of the hardcore boxing fans in the UK will have come across they'll have heard it mentioned it you know seen it you know advertised but as you correctly say might not understand what they are and and you know there's this kind of common misconception about biba you know do we do unlicensed boxing you know no we're we're a professional boxing organization and the history of the organization you know we've been around now since 2016 and, uh, you know, we, we are, just as the British Boxing Board of Control is, a, a professional boxing governing body. We do sanctioning, we do licensing of events and fighters, promoters. We're based primarily in the UK and the Republic of Ireland, but our fighters can fight on Biba licenses all across the world. You know, and and really what we are, you know, we are an alternative to the British Boxing Board of Control But one of the things which we like to pride ourselves on is our safety record and our our medical stance, you know, and and that is the the, the biggest focus for Biba. We like to look after our fighters. We like to look after our managers. We like to look after our promoters, our coaches. We will try and go to the the ends of the earth to make sure that our events are, are, are safe and secure and one of the first things which which we did when we actually formed was we, we looked around and said right we formed in 2016 what do we need to do to make ourselves one of the best and most stable organizations so in in 2017 in april we actually became the first professional boxing governing body in Europe to actually be 100% compliant with the American federal act which is commonly known as the Muhammad Ali Act and that is how we license fighters the medical process that we go through with them what we actually do for them after they're fighting, what they do before fights. We make sure that all our, our um, guys go through medicals, that they're all appropriately scanned. And we, we do that currently through a company called InHealth, which has got around about, say, 50 outlets across the, the country. All our fighters are scanned annually to make sure that their MRIs don't show up any changes. and And, and you know, really we've got a very, very solid platform. You know, we've got professional boxing, professional coaches, management agreements, you know, we work on the Association of Boxing Commissions, (ABC) Unified Rules, and, you know, th- th- there's probably not much about us, you know, which is not there in the wider domain for people to look at, we're just a very professional organisation, but the, the issue for us is, we're still in our infancy, you know, even though we were only formed in 2016, you know, it's, it's, that's only six years, you know, it's it's not a great deal of time has passed. And to try and go up against someone like the British Boxing Board of Control, you're always going to come against little pitfalls, little challenges. And they've monopolised the sport in the UK for such a long time. You know, for us to actually start making some major breakthroughs, we've got to do things a little bit different. And that's what we genuinely believe we're doing at the current time. So as we enter 2023, what have we done? We've re-established Bieber. We've created a whole new board for the the British and Irish Boxing Authority. Myself, I've come on as vice chairman and I'll also be running the central area for Biba. We've created a new southern area and we've brought on Ian John Lewis, who is the, the world famous referee, as you know, who's recently left the British Boxing Board of Control We have brought on some fantastic medical advisors. We've now got a team of 10 on the new medical commission. Some of them have gone as far as Las Vegas. We've actually been able to bring on a distinguished medical professor called Brad Donahue. We have got, you know an agreement to move forward with our own titles as such as well. We've got titles called the, the Professional Boxing Council, who we've appointed to actually do fights for Biba. They have been working with us from some time now, but they will be doing our sole British and Commonwealth title fights because under the, um, the Muhammad Ali Act, a professional commission shouldn't be running their own titles. So we have appointed PBC to actually manage and operate our titles so they can do British Commonwealth and European titles right up to world titles on Biba Cards. So, as I said, the differences between what we do and what the British Boxing Border Control do aren't that different. We are just an alternative to the British Boxing Border Control, but
2: people won't have necessarily came across us as yet like you say it's in its infancy in the moment you know well well there's been sort of six going into seven years now that have passed you're still going up against the 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 world-renowned british boxing board of control so obviously it's going to come with its challenges and comparisons and i think the comparisons element of it is always going to be something that your boxing fans and people within the sport of boxing, so that's people that are already licensed under the British Boxing Board of Control, are always going to kind of look at it and go, "Mm, maybe this is a bit of a flash in the pan, or they'll have their own interpretations of of what this is and i think one of the things you said early on was that you know it's professional boxing and there was an interpretation out there that this is unlicensed boxing so the clarity in that is is appreciated for for myself and for maybe those that have assumed that what someone has said is correct and it isn't actually it's professional chris so it's all professional it's all run from the ground upwards and the difficulties and the challenges that you face is that there's going to be lots of comparisons made to the British Boxing Board of Control. And, you know... Let's be honest, like, they're being put into the limelight quite a lot recently, and that's not something you have to comment on. This is just my perception as as a fan, first and foremost, is that they're getting more and more put into the limelight recently, especially when certain incidents occur within the sport, whether it's a, a bad scorecard, a bad a bad judging moment, and then people start to scrutinize them and then nothing gets done, and then you have the issues with drug testing and Conor Ben in particular, and there's just so much in the last twelve to eighteen months that have gone on where fans have started to question what they do and with them being kind of like the sole proprietor within the UK people just kind of look to them as that's the only place to go and I think what we're trying to achieve out of, of this conversation is that Actually, there's there's an alternative out there and whilst it's in its infancy and it is learning and it's trying to move forward and make the right adjustments and make sure that they look at what mistakes have been made previously in the past and, and move forward from them, I think it's all about sort of presenting the fact that actually... There is an alternative place to go for professional fighters, for coaches, for managers, for promoters, for anybody that wants to be involved in the inner workings of the sport. Actually, there is something else out here. And I think what it's about is trying to push out that narrative a bit more so people do understand that there is something else out there. Because at the moment, they're only kind of getting one side of the story, which is controlled by... the the media, it's controlled by the narrative that wants to be put out there by the other organisation within the UK. And I I know that's kind of the difficulties that you guys are facing at the moment is that it's being frowned upon as somebody that, you know, we we shouldn't be looking at them because they don't even do proper fights. And, you know, these are the sorts of comments you get on social media. So, you know, it's it's, it's, it's really good to kind of hear like what your initial plans are are, but I'm just interested more to know now kind of like what the inner workings uh, are like. you know you've mentioned titles, you've mentioned uh, being independently sort of uh, organizations independently dealing with those titles. so there's no conflict of interest when it comes down to that. So so right. how, how does all that sort of stuff then work and, and translate into into the reality?
1: Yeah, the the reality is all all the rules and the guidelines are out there for boxing commissions to follow. You know, there's an association of professional boxing commissions and, and they actually provide details of what all the boxing commissions should do. We've signed up for that. You know, so for example, we don't want to have inexperienced going in against experienced fighters. We want to match your guys correctly. So we follow the rules of the the AB sorry the APBC and and some of the rules. Just for an example of that, are you shouldn't have a title fight until you're into your fifth contest as a minimum, and to to actually get into a title fight, you should have had at least four-rounders and one six-rounder. And that's only qualifying you for an eight-round title fight and then so on and so forth. It goes up to a 12-round level and how many minimum contests you have. So for, for us, what we do is is we have the board now in place. We've got a number of promoters coming in place. And one thing which I'll say, Sean, is every single day since uh, we've announced the, the new board, we've been inundated with requests from new fighters, from new promoters to be considered for licensing. You know, we were doing very well until COVID, to be fair. And, and I think when COVID hit and the boxing world really did stop, you know, the, the kind of growth which Bieber was going through at that point did take a did take a hit. We did a number of closed shows and uh, closed door shows during COVID. But one thing which happened, and again, the same happened with the British Boxing Board of Control and other um, licensing bodies, a lot of people let their licenses lapse during COVID because they just weren't active and we've been affected by that. So at the current time, we're getting our guys who are returning to the ring once again re-licensed, we're getting their medicals updated, they only last for 12 months, we're getting their MRI scans updated so that they can actually get their, their licensing done. So for us, what do we do as a board? We look at a promoter, will put a card together, they'll then submit it to ourselves for sanctioning, We've got a championship committee where we'll review any title fight and we'll actually, we will only give it the go ahead if we're satisfied that the two um, opponents are well matched and that the um, match is, is, is going to be as good on paper as it looks in the ring. So we're looking at safety there, we're looking at records we're trying to make sure that um, the, the, the cards are well managed, that the cards are well stacked. We've got a great number of inspectors now on board who actually work our shows. So for every show that we do, we'll have, an just like the British Boxing Board of Control, so people will say, you know, you're not talking any different, but just to, to let you know what we do, we'll have inspectors behind the scenes looking at the hand wraps, making sure that, that they're all gloved up correctly. We'll have an inspector in each corner of the ring We'll have three judges for title fights. We'll have the referee who, as we said earlier on, we've got Ian John Lewis here, who's a top, top referee around the world, was the world's best referee at one point. He was actually voted that. We've got another fantastic referee and a guy called Ian Murta- uh, sorry Lee Murtaugh, who was, a performing- who was um, when he was a professional, the Irish champion. And he's been with Bieber since the start. He's a really great guy. We've actually got Wayne Alexander, the former European and WBU champion, as one of our referees as well. And we've got a number of other referees who are coming on board with us at the moment, some who are licensed for the British Boxing Board of Control, some who aren't. We're putting them through their testing. To bring someone on to Biba, we run a number of courses which are run as well in line with the APBC. We do accredited judges and referee courses. We do cutsman's courses. And again, one of the things about Beebulb, we've established ourselves and set up the infrastructure so well. These courses are actually recognised around the world now. So we actually get people coming in from, say, Africa or from Asia to actually take part in these courses, which we do, because they're actually so well-renowned. And you can take that um, accreditation with you to any of the science and bodies that are working across the world and, and, and actually... Get your your corner, or your 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 cutman cost there. So you know we've put the infrastructure in place. For us now, we just need to build upon it. We're starting to achieve that now. One of the things which we're hoping to do in 2023 is we've got an outline agreement with a, a reasonably large sponsor to come in and they're going to do four-size arena shows with us during the 2023, which will be interesting. We've got a few teasers out about who the... the uh,
0: so sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: The uh, combatants may be in that. And we'll work upon that over the, the, the next few weeks just to try and get um, some more press and publicity on that. But the biggest thing which we're going to announce in 2023 is that we've actually, we will be the world leader and that we will have something called iWave hyperthermia treatment available at ringside for our shows now this is a uh, a new bit of kit which is made by AEG and if anybody suffers a head trauma during the bout we can put this bit of equipment on them until they can actually get to hospital and what it does is it effectively heats up their um, effectively raises their body temperature and raises their blood to keep their blood movement around the brain and it will potentially stop um, significant brain trauma and brain injury until they can get to hospital in that golden hour. Now, Biba will be the main holder of this bit of equipment. We will be the main licence holder for it, and initially we'll be the only commission in the world that will actually have access to it. You know, Back in 2018, we also introduced a handheld scanner for the brain, and that was something which we take to each of our shows. And our fighters who actually um, fight fighting our shows will actually get the uh, handheld scanner ran over them as well just to see if there's anything which we can detect, whether it's changes in their, their, their body temperature or, or, or changes in their brain function. You know, so as I say, one of the big things for Biba, which we're looking at and which we continue to look at, is medical. And uh, that that that's a huge thing for us. But this new EyeWave um, headset which we've got, is going to be a game changer for us, you know, and any commission that takes it on later on in the world, you know, they'll be following ourselves.
2: Safety is paramount, as we always say in boxing. I, I, absolutely, absolutely. You know,
1: we do, have a, we do have a few issues as well going forward. You know, one of the big things where I think people think that is unlicensed and why they think we are unlicensed is because we're not on BoxRec. You know, and and that's been quite a big issue for us, Sean. You know, and it's how do we get around that? You know, people seem to think now that Boxrec is the uh, you know the be all and end all of of boxing. They're a record keeper. You know that that is all they are. You know, they're not a promoter. They're not involved in in creating fights. All they are is a record keeper. And what they've actually done is they've actually suppressed a number of organisations such as ourselves or promoters or managers across the world. They're actually subject to a lawsuit, I believe, currently in America for the same type of suppression. Now, that's not something which I can comment a great deal on because I don't know about it and it's in another jurisdiction. But thus far, we've not actually managed to get BoxRec to recognise Biba's fights. And and, and that's something which we're working on at the moment. You know, I've got a letter out to John Shepard at BoxRec at the moment, who we do respect and we do want to work with. You know, but that seems to be one of the major stumbling blocks which people have in, in recognising Bieber, you know. And, and for us, it's, it's a bit of a, a thorn in our paw as well, you know. But all our fights are actually recognised on every other record agency, you know, like Pro Boxing Records or Boxstat um Fight Facts. So, you know, our contests are recorded. And our big issue with not being recorded on um, BoxRec is that if you don't record a Bieber fight, you could have a, a, an issue where you're actually putting opponents in with someone who's had, say, 10 fights, and they're actually being classified as having their debut. And that is absolutely insane. you know. And, and we've got an example of that. We had a champion who fought under Bieber, a, a young female called Holly Terrell, very talented. She's uh, just 18, and she'd won a version of the women's world title. Now, she won a recognised version of the, the Women's World title, the WIBA, and got an offer to go over to Australia to defend her title. And she went over there and fought a, a really strong Australian girl called Beck Hawker at the tail end of last year. They got paid, all expenses paid, trip over to Australia, five-star treatment, fantastic um, greeting which they got there. Box rec- recognised Holly as making a debut while she was actually defending her world title. You know, and, and, and that is dangerous because it really just does send out the wrong message to fighters and their managers and the promoters. And we've also got uh, a young girl who's now just turned professional with the British Boxing Board of Control, about to have her third fight, Nicola Hopewell, who's now down as just being 3-0, or or sorry, 2-0 at the moment. She's having her third fight in, in the next week or so. She actually had six fights under Bieber. You know, so she's really technically going to be somewhere around the region of eight at the current time, but she's actually only two O according to Boxrec. So there, there is a dangerous element to us not actually being recognised on on Boxrec, and and what makes it even more frustrating is we are recognised. We've managed to get ourselves recognised by some of the major governing bodies. The WBO rated fighters, the IBF rated fighters. We've actually got one of our fighters who you'll probably remember from the past, Lee McAllister, who was a Commonwealth champion, fought John Murray from from your neck of the woods. Lee actually holds a WBO um, intercontinental belt as we speak, but yet that fight was refused to to be put on boxrec, you know. And every fight the WBO stipulate must be on boxrec but yet Bortrek refused to put that fight on. So these are some of the challenges which we're actually facing at the, the current time, you know, and what is absolutely insane is with our safety record and who we're all signed up for in terms of making sure we're compliant under the Muhammad Ali Act, the fact that we're following the APBC rules, we know for a fact that some of the commissions don't do that. So if we're looking at, say, a fight in Nigeria, which might be held in a gym hall, there'll be no ambulance there, there'll be no medical staff there potentially. You know, and and that will be recognised on Rec. So, it's it's absolutely insane to us. You know, so we are fighting that at the moment. We are pushing that forward, and you know, as I say, hopefully we'll 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 get discussions going again with John Shepard from Box to to try and rectify that because there's no reason why we shouldn't be on it.
2: It's very strange, that isn't it? It really is because, like you say. People look at BoxRec now as the go-to place, and don't get me wrong, we all use it, and we all use it for the record-keeping purposes of being able to see maybe historical stuff or schedules or results or or things of that nature, but ultimately, like you've pointed out at the end of that, that conversation there, what you've said is a lot of countries across the world are registered on Boxreg. So if you want to see a random card in Africa, in Nigeria, in Zimbabwe, in wherever you want to see this card, in South America, you're going to get to see these cards on Boxreg. But yet, yeah, it's strange that they don't want to authorize your organization because of the fact that there's obviously some misconceptions about it there's obviously some stonewalling going on there's obviously some blackballing going on and it feels like you what you're saying to me is like you've got to try and sort of prove to people within the higher echelons of decision making that you have to you know look we are a safe we are a safe organization we run things by the book we use the right legislations to run this company to run this organization but yet that still doesn't seem to be good enough and we can we could speculate on, on many reasons as to why that could possibly be but ultimately what you've just said at the end there screams volumes to me is like if you can sanction and document a card in a country which is no safety regulations in place or no regulations in place for the safety of fires then why could they not do it for a organization who are going above and beyond the call of duty to ensure the safety of the fighters on the shows you've mentioned the technology about being implemented into these shows being the only organization that is using this type of technology which sounds absolutely critical to what should be there in every organisation eventually the british boxing border control will jump all over it and i get the sneaking suspicion that maybe when this does come into play within beba that the british boxing border control might not like this happening and might do things to make it not happen and that's me talking chris that's not not coming from you that's me talking that's my sort of suspicions as to what i think uh, will will happen or will try to happen because you are a direct competitor to them because, you know, you look at what they do, you look at the sort of money they pull in from shows, from sanctioning fees, from everything that comes with it, it's only like another company coming along doing the same thing and, and, and becoming that direct competitor and, and basically taking some of the market away from them. It's, it's sort of like business politics so to speak it's a business coming along and saying look we can do this and we can do it in this way Um, but this other business doesn't like how you're doing it because they've been doing it their way for so long and there's no transparency from this other business yet you're being really transparent about what you're planning to do and what you are doing but yet that's kind of being dismissed by others that are supporting this uh, original organisation because of their long-standing relationships with people. It seems very highly political and it it feels like that's going to be the challenges that yourselves and your colleagues at Bieber are going to be facing over the next couple of years and as a fan talking about it solely as a fan right now it seems absolutely ludicrous that these types of things are going to happen or or attempts are going to take place to sort of stop Bieber from becoming a more established organization now everybody can have their own opinion on all this as, as to what they perceive Bieber to be or what they think of the british boxing board of control but ultimately what matters to me as a fan is that we are being provided with a safe alternative to give other people an opportunity to be a part of this sport and develop themselves in a more logical way and transparency is one of the biggest things and one of the biggest problems that i have with the current regime within this country there is no yeah. trans- there's no transparency and the problem is what happens is people make then assumptions about what is happening behind the scenes and what goes on behind the scenes. And then what tends to happen is people just end up having to accept it because it's the only organisation that provides this sport within this country. And what you guys are trying to do here is say, look, we are an alternative. We are we are a company. This is how we are trying to do things for the safety of the fighters. We're trying to do it in a very structured and professional and dignified way. But yet people don't want to acknowledge us for doing that. Yet they'd rather just stick with something that is shrouded in mystery and controversy all the time. And it, it as a fan speaking solely, it, it, it just beggars belief because... I'll make this comparison, Chris, and this comparison might seem a bit strange to maybe yourself and other individuals. I watch a lot of wrestling. Historical wrestling, WWE, and I, growing up, I used to watch WCW, WWE. WCW came along as a competitive company to WWE in the 90s, and it created one of the greatest times as a professional wrestling fan that you will ever have seen in this sport. Now another company's come along in this modern generation, and is doing something similar. It kind of feels a little bit like that because you've got the British and Irish Boxing Authority coming along and you've got the long-standing British Boxing border Control in place that are looking down at that organisation, as in Bieber, and going, we don't want you basically coming along on our patch and taking our fighters, our officials, our referees, and more importantly, our money. And it, it feels like there's a lot of political stuff going on behind the scenes as to why the you, you as a company and an organisation are having these moments of being stonewalled by certain organisations. And it, it, if it is the case, then it is an absolute shame because it is really preventing this sport from moving forward, which is the most important thing.
1: It is, and, and, and really what it's doing is it's stopping fighters from making a living. You know, the the whole thing about boxing is it's a professional game. Yep, we get that. You know, and people are in it to make money. But most of all, the fighters are in it for money and to make legacy. You know, and and we just want to help them with it. You know, and, and that's one of the big things, as I say, that we did. We've been around for six years. We had a look at ourselves. And we decided to reinvent ourselves this year. We brought on people, you know, like myself, who have worked with BIBA in the past, because I worked with BIBA when I've been working with either the World Boxing Union or the the World Boxing Foundation, you know, and 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 that's how really I got in in touch with with BIBA and got to meet the the main guys behind it and the members of the board. We all had similar visions on what we could um, bring to the table. How could we make the sport safer? What opportunities could we make for the fighters? And that's really what we want to achieve. We want to achieve a safe sport where the fighters are protected. You know, we're one of the first organisations which are actually going to bring in a coaching agreement You know, and and what we're going to do there is, you know, there's so many people drop their coaches. We actually want the coaches to be protected. So we're actually going to bring in a a written agreement where you can't drop your coach on a moment's notice. You know, we, we want to bring in agreements for fighters, for managers, for promoters, which are clear and transparent. You know, you talked about transparency there. Anything which we find we will actually document and put on our website. There's reports of some of our board meetings there. There's reports of when we've suspended fighters. There's reports of, you know, some of the things that we've actually uncovered, which are, you know, unbelievable. You know, one of the things which we un- uncovered recently, Sean, was there was a matchmaker who was working on both Biba and British Boxing Board of Control shows. And thankfully, we managed to find him before he actually put any fighters in our shows. He actually was bringing ringers on. So they were finding dormant records from BoxRec ones where there wasn't any pictures and passing off fighters as that fighter. And he was bringing them fighters from the unlicensed scene in the UK or the unlicensed scene over in Spain, for example, and actually putting them on cards, which were sanctioned by you know different organizations. We managed to get wind of it before one of our, our, our fights and actually stopped the fight going ahead. We then wrote to the other organizations in Europe and actually advised them of of this, who the individual was and what was actually occurring. You know. And and that's been stopped. So to 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 stop that happening in future, we will now only accept not promoters and managers paperwork. We will go directly to the commission. So say someone's um, approved in Argentina, we will go directly to that commission in Argentina and get their authority for that fighter to actually box. And I think that that's quite an important thing to do now. So one of the other aspects which we've introduced is overseas fighters must bring passports to the the events with ourselves as well. We're going to double check who they are, check with their commissions who they are. And as I say, we went back to a number of other commissions around Europe and and just let them know that's the case. And we were pleased to see that there were circulars coming out, even from the British Boxing Board of Control, saying that... um, they would be doing the same. So we we genuinely believe that we're making the right steps and and, and taking the right steps now to to build a safer future. Uh, And I think one of the things which we were talking about yesterday, we held a a Biba board meeting, and we were talking about how do we also protect fighters going forward? You know, we're looking at introducing mentor systems for boxers. We're looking at actually um, making sure that they've got access to the correct mental health and well-being materials. They're actually on the Viva website already. We've actually put up um, just basically flags for what People should look for signs if someone's had, say, a concussion, even, you know, medical cards. People can actually look at these. The partners of the boxers could look at these and actually identify signs, you know, and and actually make sure that if they have been knocked out and have been released from hospital, that they're actually OK in recovering over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, as I say, for for us, health and safety is a big thing. What we need to do is is really just build organisation, get rid of any myths and dispel any rumours, which people have, as I say, that we're not a professional organisation. We are very much professional. You know, one of the things which I was interested in hearing you say, Sean, was about the kind of monopoly, which the British Boxing Board have got. We like the British Boxing Board. You know, I, I think Robert Smith does a fantastic job at the British Boxing Board, and you know they, they've 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 governed this sport so well in our country for however many years. You know, we actually can work alongside them. Yes, we're on an alternative to them, but our fighters we allow them to box on British Boxing Board control cards. It's the British Boxing Board of Control that wouldn't allow our fighters to box on theirs. So you know, we would work alongside them hand in hand. You know, there's, all we want is a better sport. And 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 that is really, you know, all we're striving to get, a better sport and a cleaner sport with transparency and with proper individuals trying to drive the, the, the business forward. You know, the majority of people who join Bieber, you know, have a long-term love and interest of the sport. You know, one of our board members that we've got now, Tanya Foley, she was one of the very first female um managers and corner women to come into the British scene. You know, she's absolutely fantastic. Having someone like her alongside Ian John Lewis, and in a few weeks' time when we announce some of the other fighters that are going to come across to us, you know, I think people will start to take notice of, of what we're actually doing. And
2: that's the main thing, isn't it? And that's the main thing really, is being able to tell the story and tell the truth behind what Bieber is all about and hence the reason why we had this conversation off the air and I said I'm really interested to know what you guys are doing and I think it would be good for the listeners of this show and the demographic that come onto this show to sort of hear what they are doing because I do feel there's a huge misconception about what happens. I know a few people within boxing media that are on my side of the fence that I've come and done some commentary on the shows and come and been a part of the shows. And, you know, it makes me interested to sort of see what does go behind, behind the scenes and what the alternative measures are like and how things yeah. are run differently. And it, it does pique my interest in that regard because at the end of the day, as, as somebody in, who enjoys the sport as a fan, I also want to see things change in the back room of the sport, which is the organisations, the transparency, the differences in licensing and testing and everything that goes on behind the scenes to make the sport what it is, I just want to see more of it and more transparency and more alternatives and more of a niche from somebody else that can come along and say actually we can do this and we can do it slightly differently and actually yeah. we can still just work alongside all the other yeah. organizations and be just as successful unfortunately not everybody wants to sink from the same hymn sheet and i think that's the problem that bieber are always going to have with the british boxing border control is is, is they're kind of like they have that power they control that that market essentially and you know like i said earlier i do feel it's it's kind of you know they're they're looking at and going, Well, hang on a minute, we we don't want them coming over here and and, and bringing what they've got to the table because actually there's a possibility it could actually be better than what we do and it affects what we do and unfortunately I think like many businesses and organisations, a lot of it comes down to money and control and sure. I, that's that's just my opinion as a fan, that's that's just how I see it that's not that's not me you know, knowing the ins and outs of everything, that's just me speaking as a fan and that's how I perceive it I perceive it as uh, you, you're being stonewalled and being blackballed is because of the fact that you're coming along and they don't like the the way you do things or they've got a misconception about how you do things and that's why you're kind of being put on the shelf and being told well no you, you shouldn't be organizing these shows you shouldn't be licensing these fighters you shouldn't be licensing these individuals to be corner men or seconds or cut men or cut women you shouldn't be doing it and it just feels a little bit like that at the moment and i think the main purpose yeah. And, and you know, we could give examples of, of that
1: happening, you know, but that's not really what we're, you know, you know, one of the examples I can give you is we seen evidence of a commission. One one of our fighters was actually ranked quite highly with the, the IBF. And we seen evidence of a commission sending a, an email to the IBF who were actually very gracious and, and honourable and actually sent us a copy of it and said, this is the kind of information that we were getting. You know, we just wanted to, to share it with you. You know, and, and I thought, you know, that is fantastic. So we've got a great working relationship with the, the IBF, you know, and we just thought, you know, we've now got a file, a dossier of things like that, which are occurring all the time. Whereas, as you say, people are, are blackballing us and doing various different things or saying this to a fighter. If you work with Bieber, you know, you'll not get on any of our shows again. And, you know, it's not for me to come on here and, and, and throw dirty rumours and gossip. I, I don't want to do that. You know, all that we're interested in is ourselves and growing ourselves and doing it in the best way possible. And, and we'll do that. You know, the team that we've got on board now, you know, I'm really comfortable with, you know, as I say, sitting down and having discussions with the guys about where they want to go how they want to take it forward, the, the input which they're willing to give, there's not a single yes man on the board. You know, we've got people who are willing to drive it forward. And as I say, possibly the, the best medical board of of any government body, as it were, you know, 10 senior medical officers you know, and, and when you see the qualifications, which they guys have unbelievable, the, the, the other members of the board are made up of professional boxing trainers, professional matchmakers. You know, we have just so much quality there. So, you know, time will tell. We we don't need to come in and, and threaten the British Boxing Board of Control. You know they controlled 100% of British boxing for God knows how many years. We can be successful with 10% of that. You know we are an alternative to the the, the board, but we're not working against them. We want to work with them, and uh, and just actually come in and make the the UK boxing scene better and give it a little bit more transparency, you know? And as I say, we've been involved, we've had different conversations with large-scale promoters who are very, very interested in what they do. You know, at one point in time, we know we're going to land one, you know? And and if we can actually do that, people's perceptions of Bieber will change. It only takes one fighter to to really change a, a structure. You know, you look at something like the IBF, if we refer them again, they appointed Larry Holmes as their champion back in 1984, and it changed people's perceptions of what the IBF actually were. You know, we'll get that one fighter that will actually allow that to happen, you know. And, and I'm sure that's going to come very soon, you know. So in, in, in terms of where we are, we're quite happy with the structure and the setup of what we've got. We'll build on it and we'll just continue to to, to make strides. But we'll do it honestly, you know. And the uh, one of the things I like about all the board members is, you know, no one's in it for themselves. We don't have any egos. And as I say, we've got some, in my opinion, the the best background staff there. And and again, it's easy for me to come on and talk and wax lyrical about what we do. But I did a show in December and and the fighters actually came up to us at the end of the show and said, that's the best we've ever been treated on a show. And And what they meant by that was we made sure that every fighter had their medical on the night before and after the fight. We made sure the hands were done correctly. We made sure that they had no issues before they went into the ring, whether it was about their purse or whether it was about their training, that the cornermen knew everything that they were doing. We had meetings with the judges as a team before the fight and uh, made sure that everybody was fully aware of people's styles, what the referee would do in terms of holding, what the referee would do in terms of if someone was cut. We then had the same meetings with the fighters. We then basically had a successful card because as supervisors, we managed it correctly, you know, and, and that is what professional boxing is all about and, and for us to actually hear at the end of the night by some very, very well-respected fighters, that's the best we've ever been treated on a card, you know, with, with, with music to our ears and we'll go again, you know, we've got some great cards coming up, we've got a card coming up in the end of February um, just outside Shirebrook, which has got eight fights on it. We've got another one penciled in for Glasgow in July. We've got one in Coventry in March. We've got a number of people making their, their, their debuts, so we'll probably have four fights on that particular card. So, you know, and then we keep going on and on. We've got American promoters sitting speaking to us just now about putting fights on in the UK under the Biba licence. And again, as I say, we've got quite a significant potential sponsor coming in looking to put on four fights, sorry, four cards over the course of the next year. So I think the music, you know, is, is, is singing at the moment. We can all hear it. We're all happy and really watch
2: the space. Only time will tell as to what will happen with the success of Bieber and all you colleagues, all your colleagues and everybody that's a part of it at the moment. Speaking from my perspective, it is exciting. It's something new. It is always exciting. And I know it's not completely new. It has been around since 2016, but it feels like this sort of rebranded relaunch of Bieber and the people that are starting to... Come over to Bieber that have been known to be in other organisations or, or, or are well known for various things within the sport. The fact that you're starting to attract more people over to Bieber is is a statement of intent, uh, and it's also like you said there. It also is testament to obviously what you guys are doing at the moment because if if you wasn't you know doing the things that people. Uh, are wanting you to do then why would people come over to you it's as simple as that for me like why would ex-professionals that were under the british boxing border control come and work with Bieber? why would they do it it just that, that all it screams to me at the moment is that There is a bit of a change in the boxing world within the UK and you guys are coming forward, you're bringing things, you're bringing new innovative ways of running the shows and whilst there'll always be people that'll sit and have negative conversations and negative thoughts and feelings on this conversation we're having... Let let the business do the talking, let the action in the ring, let the shows, the whole management of the shows, the whole the way things go do the talking. That's what I say. You've got to give things a chance before you can completely dismiss things. And if it's not for you as an individual, then fair enough. You stick to what you are comfortable with. I'm certain that many boxing fans within the UK and around the world are more than happy to see alternative be presented and if that alternative actually piques their interest and they feel like they've walked away from a show as a fan feeling like they've got their money's worth in terms of what they've paid for a ticket to come and see the show then I'm pretty sure you'll get more people wanting to come back and then the positive circulation across social media will start to happen but it is a very difficult thing to do it is a very challenging thing to be doing and you know as a fan I've got the utmost respect for yourself and everybody that is involved because I know the challenges that lie ahead for you and I'm really excited to see how things do develop over the course of the next two years.
1: Yeah, yeah, me, me too. You know, we've had some funny comments and stuff that's made us laugh. You know, I think someone said to me, you know, kind of feels like you're bailing out the Titanic with a teaspoon. And yeah, I kind of get that, you know, that impression at times as well. But as I say, we're, we're not here to go up against and take on British Boxing Border Control. We're here as a, a governing, sanctioning and licensing body to cover the whole of the you know UK, but also the rest of the world as well. You know, we, we've had opportunities to... to you know, we've got some great platforms. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples of some of the stuff which we're going to do also. We've struck an agreement with a um, Bangladeshi promoter to allow some of their fighters to come over and, and test themselves in the UK. That's great news because it gives opportunities for fighters who wouldn't have got the opportunity to travel. to come on and fight quality fighters and bring themselves on. We've got a similar agreement with an Indian um, promoter coming on as well because they've got some amazing talent over there. You know, and the people that we've actually got coming onto your cards aren't people who you know have never boxed before They're people who've been in say world championships or they've been in Asian championships you know or they've been national champions so we've we've actually managed to hook up with some you know really really strong um, boxing promoters and managers from all across the, the world and say we've got links now in America we've got links in Australia we've got you know links with the the IBO the IBF the WBO you know where we can where can we go as you say, Sean, time will tell and it'll be great to come back on in two years and talk about our journey. You know, if we failed, you know, then we'll, we'll have a look at it and see what went wrong and we'll try and rectify it. If we succeed, we'll build upon it. You know, and, and that's really what we're looking to do. You know, we don't want to fail. We don't want yes men around us. You know, we want people who have got the the utmost respect for the sport and who want to hold the, the integrity of the sport. And and if we can get people who are willing to withhold, you know, information coming against us, or people, you know, who want to fight us, fine, you know, that's fine. That's their that's their constraint. We'll not bother about it, and we'll just continue to do what we do.
2: That's the best way to be, uh, is to focus on what you're doing and not what everybody else around you is doing. And I totally agree with that. It is a huge thing to be doing and it's exciting. It could change the sport of boxing. It could give fans like myself something else to tune into that actually will be enjoyable. A great alternative for people that are looking for, for the sport and looking to tune into different elements of the sport. And it's really great to to have you on and obviously have this conversation. It's an absolute pleasure and I'm really glad you've come on and done this because for people out there that listen to our show and listen to us talk about our transgressions with boxing and you know our conversations they hear me and johnston more so johnston in particular can get quite fruit fruity about some of his thoughts and feelings about certain elements of how boxing is run in the uk and you know for for, for us to have this conversation and, and hear more about what's going on with the alternative which is bar, it's really good to know a little bit more and i hope you guys listening to this episode have had a bit of an education in listening back to what Chris has had to say and what Bieber are looking to achieve out of it. And of course, what we always say is if you've got any thoughts and you've got any feelings and you've got any questions, then obviously fire them over because we'd be really interested to sort of know what people's perception actually is. I've seen stuff, uh stuff that you've mentioned there, you know, some some quite sort of funny comments that are being made. But from from a fan's perspective I kind of want to know what people's thoughts are on things like this in the sport like I want to see change I want to see something happen and I'm willing to give things a try and what you've explained to me on this conversation Chris is that there are things that are in place there's a lot of transparency and things feel like actually this could be a, a good alternative to the British boxing border control in the UK, that are going to provide us different shows, different events, different fighters, just a whole sort of different landscape for people to kind of to look at and look forward to, rather than people just kind of sat there moaning about what goes on within the current climate yeah. and then not kind of giving anything else a chance and just sat there moaning so I, i'm kind of i'm kind of happy that you've uh, you've given people an education and and obviously for those that want to start following what bieber are doing where can they find the british and Irish boxing authority across social media
1: yeah well one of the, the main platforms that we still use is, is Facebook. So, you know, again, if you just put in Biba Boxing, you'll you'll actually find that on the, the Facebook. Um, we've also got our own website, which is boxbiba.com, which is B-O-X-B-I-B-A.com. And with that, you'll actually find quite uniquely for an organization, everything that we've talked about. You'll find details of mental health charters. You'll find details of our background, who we're signed up with, who we're affiliated with. You'll find lists of all our fighters, past and present, their records. You'll find, and, and this is quite unique, pictures, details of the executive committee for Biba, such as myself, with contact details. You know, so if people want to ask those questions, which you just mentioned, Sean, they could come directly to me or they could come directly to any of the other board members. And we do get a lot of questions. You know, I get access to pretty much all the correspondence which comes through. And, uh, yeah, some of the questions we get are unbelievable. And the people who ask the questions, you wouldn't believe. You know, we have been very clear. We don't do influencer boxing. We turned that down. We could have made a shed load of money on that. We turned it down. You know, we do not want that. You know, I'll I'll be clear. Matt Christie said something the other week on on the boxing news podcast, which I nodded my head in agreement with. There is no such thing as semi-pro boxing. There is boxing amateur and there's boxing professionally. That is where Biba are. We're boxing professionally. You know, there is no in between. You know, it is professional boxing in every way, shape or form. So, as I say, if anyone's got any questions for us, anything that they wanted to raise with us, then, yeah, they'll find all the details on the website. We're also on Twitter under under Biba as well. So you'll manage to find us there and we'll, we'll post updates and we're going to start posting little updates on upcoming cards, mental health issues, you know, things on concussion. One of the other things I would say is I've mentioned the iWave machine. This is the first time it's actually been spoke about on air. So you've kind of got a mini exclusive there. There will be press releases coming out on iWave over the next couple of weeks. The next show that we're doing is at the end of February, which is run by a company called Xbox, a guy called Chris Boyle, who, you again, you would find on um, Twitter. That show, there will actually be coverage by Channel 4 at the show who are doing some documentary footage on Biba and the surrounding show. And there's also some articles coming out, I believe, by the the Mail Online about Biba over the next few weeks as well. So, you know, they've started to mention us with regards to the Ian John Lewis situation. So, you know, again, just watch this space. You know, you'll probably see her name more and more in the news.
2: Well, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you for coming on and and explaining more about the British and Irish boxing authority and giving people who listen to this show an education. And like you say, there will be more information coming out there in the not too distant future obviously you mentioned Ian John Lewis he's one of the sort of high profile cases at the moment with his discretions yeah. with the British Boxing Board of Control it's it's been well publicized what's going on there and of course he is now a member of Biba so it's going to be interesting to sort of see how uh, how much sort of stuff is thrown around across social media but hopefully after listening to this people actually do go and do their own investigative work and actually look at what Bieber are all about and what they do and how transparent they actually are and are able to actually go do you know what I'll, I'll actually tune into this and I'll start sort of following what these guys are up to and, and see how it progresses and, and that's the whole point of bringing you onto the show Chris so a big thanks to you a uh, big thanks to everybody over at Bieber obviously for, for, for all the support that they're providing uh, for all this show and a big support for all the People that are listening to this episode, if you've got any thoughts, you've got any feelings, you've got any opinions on this conversation with Chris, please let us know at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and you can find us with the audiograms across TikTok as well. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of BTR Boxing Podcast, and we'll see you soon.
0: I I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Mamma mia! He's done it! Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Sports Social Podcast Network.